Thank you so much for joining me, One Piss Mom, Episode 3, Brianna Taylor. This was such an important story to tell, especially at this time and, and what we're dealing with around the world. Um, her story touched me in many different ways for many different reasons. Just a beautiful 26-year-old woman living her life and in the middle of the night, not knowing that she was about to be hunted down and murdered. That's exactly what happened. Um, we'll get into it after these messages. So episode three, um, we'll jump right in. I just wanted to apologize if you hear any fireworks in the background. My neighbors apparently believe that it is the 4th of July. So we've been hearing these fireworks for about a week and a half. We are over it. And it was last night I didn't record because of the fireworks. And so this night I come to sit down. It's been going all day. So tonight I come to sit down to record and they're doing them again. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to push through. I'm going to go ahead and put this episode out because it's so important. So I apologize in advance. If you hear any loud explosions, that's what it is. Um, We need to hear about this story. We need to talk about it and we need to continue to talk about it. My biggest fear with the Black Lives Matter movement is that eventually we'll become tired and kind of complacent and we we won't continue to scream why it's so wrong. Um, And so for me, her story was very important to tell. She was 26 years old. Brianna was born June 5th um, in Louisville. She was living in Louisville, Kentucky. At the time of her death, she was an EMT. She eventually, she wanted to become a nurse. So Brianna was doing all the right things to move her life in that direction, to kind of reach her career goal, um, get, getting her foot into the medical field. Her mother said that it wasn't a surprise to her because she always knew that Brianna was destined for great things. Uh, she loved life. She, at 26 years old and you just become an EMT, you absolutely should love life. You should. She's a be- beautiful. I know looking at her picture, her smile was just so warm and just beautiful. Her mother said people gravitated to her and she lit up a room when she walked in. And I, I don't find that hard to believe at all. I feel like I can just see it. Besides all the great things about Brianna, the most important thing in this story is that Brianna was innocent. She was innocent. She was innocent. And she left her apartment that night in a body bag. An innocent woman. Um, so on March 13th this year, Officer Mattingly, Officer Hankinson, and Officer Cosgrove executed on a no-knock warrant. So a no-knock warrant is a warrant issued by a judge. In this case, this was Judge Shaw. This allows law enforcement to enter property without immediate prior notification of the residents, such as knocking or ringing a doorbell. So basically, this kind of warrant gives you the complete element of surprise where you can jump right in. You know, you can surprise people. What they're doing right at that moment, um, you'll, you'll catch them doing it. Um, my first couple of issues start right with the warrant because the warrant was actually, they were looking for a former boyfriend of hers, uh, last name Glover, and one of his associates, last name Walker. These two actually lived over 10 miles away. But they still got a no-knock warrant on Brianna's apartment where he didn't even live. That's my first issue. Is how do you get a, how do you how do you get to 
execute a no-knock warrant on my place, and you and this person doesn't even live here, and he's an ex-boyfriend. Well, the officers, they said that they spoke to a mail carrier, and this mail carrier said that suspicious packages were being delivered to Brianna's apartment in Glover's name. Um, so fast forward down the line to the investigation and they went to find this mail carrier and he completely denied that he said these things which you know it's like the start of the cover-up so then this lets you know that you're this lets you know that it's not gonna be right because it's starting off wrong it's start, it, it was like they wanted to catch this guy so bad that they would do anything and I, I just find it hard to believe as I said before I'm no police officer but it, I find it hard to believe that you can get a a, a a warrant on a home that you don't even live in like a judge would actually sign and you bring it and say hey we want to we want to get a no-knock warrant on this apartment even though he doesn't live here because a mail carrier said suspicious packages were what is suspicious packages looked at what was it wrapped and you saw cocaine coming out i mean how how much evidence do you have to bring to a judge in order for them to say okay fine you can go to a completely different resident and barge into their home in the middle of the night, even when this person doesn't live there. That's my first issue with it. So of course, midnight that night, Brianna was sleeping with her boyfriend and they used a batter ram to force the door open. And a batter ram is one of those heavy logs, I'm sure we've all seen them on TV, that most of the time have to be carried by several people and they use that force like to knock the door open. So they use that, now police say, that they announced themselves as they entered. Uh, I don't know. I just, I guess I find that hard to believe. Um, because if you, if you're trying to, you know, be surprise these people or, or, you know, catch them in the act of what they're doing, then you would completely throw them off. And before they know it, you got your guns on them and they can't move. I, I, that seems like that would be the way to surprise them. Even if now, now Kenneth said that, he didn't hear anybody yell police. I'm sure he didn't. It, he probably it probably felt like it was going on for ten minutes, but only took ten seconds for everything to happen. And you know, when you're being woke up out your sleep, it takes a minute for you to even wrap your mind around what's going on. I don't know. Sometimes I'll get woke out of my sleep, and I'm like, where am I, and what time is it? So if you can imagine waking up, and these police officers were standing in their home, they were in plain clothes. So even if you yell police, like you don't look like a police officer. And their cameras weren't on. So that's fishy again. Like, it seems like if you're on the up and up and if you're doing the right thing, I can say, okay, you don't have to wear regular clothes, but at least have your cameras on so that we can hear that he knew that you were police. Because they said that he knew. Um, he, of course, said he didn't hear it, and the neighbors said they didn't hear it. Now, she lived in an apartment. The neighbors were close enough to hear. They said they didn't hear anything, anybody screaming police. So when, when Kenneth heard uh, them coming to the house, he grabbed his gun and he shot one time. Um, and that landed in the leg of one of the police officers. In return, they, they shot 20 times. 20 times. So basically, you were trying to kill anything and anybody in that home. You know, what if Brianna was babysitting a niece or a nephew? I mean, 20 times? 20 times it seemed like I don't and I'm not a police officer maybe you were retreat or you know continue to yell police 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 I don't know um 
Kenneth did call the he did call 911 and in his 911 tape he said you know somebody just kicked in the door and they shot my girlfriend he was completely just thrown off and just completely confused um so they shot 20 times and Brianna was hit by eight of those shots so even if even if they felt like Kenneth was the aggressor and he was the one who had the gun and he, you know he was the one who actually shot she ended up dead she ended up getting shot eight times so it was kind of reckless all all around for you to just go shooting like crazy not knowing who or what or what you're dealing with um so Brianna ended up leaving out of her apartment as an innocent woman in a body bag and they ended up arresting Kenneth Walker so they charged him with a uh, first degree assault and attempted murder of a police officer so there's you telling me that walker with absolutely no criminal record knowingly fired at police after he knew after they announced themselves and said who they were he knowingly fired with no criminal record nothing nothing on his record he he was not even that type of person so you telling me he he went ahead and 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 just shot at police no not buying it so of course, they, so of course, they, um, the uh, police officers are placed on an administrative leave while they investigate. And I believe that kind of gives them time to debrief. And, you know, it, it, even if some, if someone is killed or you have to use your weapon, I believe that you're put on some type of leave just so they can investigate and make sure everything is on the up and up. So after the investigation, they extended the leave for the officers. So they, they knew something was up and here is the reason why this Kentucky attorney general, um, Cameron, Cameron, he was the one who made the decisions to keep them on the leave. Um, when he pulled the incident report, it was almost entirely blank. And the report said that Taylor had no injuries. Brianna had no injuries, even though she was dead. They said that they, there was no forced entry. So, you know, the police officers are already starting to, and I believe right here, they knew that they had done something wrong. And so they started, basically their cover-up, they started to, you know, get their stories right. First, I can't imagine any incident report being almost entirely blank. But especially when you used your weapon, when one of you had been shot and someone left out dead, and you had to arrest somebody. I mean... That should have been means right there for a full investigation and to find out why this police report was empty. When they reached out to her mother to let her know, the first thing they asked her mother was, did Brianna have any enemies? So it was kind of like, let's get these wheels turning. We are going to maybe plant this on somebody else. I, I don't know what they were thinking. But what a slap in the face to get the call and to know that you shot this, this woman's daughter and that's the first question that you ask her does she have any enemies it's a slap in the face um the mayor mayor fisher he asked the fbi and the u.s attorney attorney's office to review the attorney general's findings um once he decided to <laughs> once he decided once he um he once he asked the fbi and everybody to step in excuse me um the Taylor family wasn't having it. So on May 15th, uh, Taylor's, the Taylor family filed a wrongful death lawsuit. Um, they said, look, 
these police officers had no body cameras. They were in plain clothes. They were on a no-knock warrant. So they were on this type of warrant where you can burst into, some, bust into someone's home, yet they're saying there was no forced entry. So why? And why would this gentleman just jump up? And why would you shoot 20 times? If you knocked on the door and you knew he was the only one that was shooting at you, why would you shoot back 20 times? They, they were not having it. They felt like something was something was wrong and they were trying to carry you know they were trying to they were trying to uh cover up something these officers had did something wrong so now remember kenneth (laughs) kenneth was in jail so he was released early and placed on house arrest he was only released early because of the COVID 19 and what was going on so he was one of the the um one of the police officers who who uh one of the prisoners, I'm sorry, who um, was able to be released because of the disease or this, you know, this virus. Um, but what a slap in the face. Like, seriously, you bust into my home. I shoot once. You shoot 20 times. And I'm the one that's arrested. Um, so May 29th, the, on May 29th, the, um, I'm sorry, the mayor suspended the use of no-knock warrants. On June 10th, he said all sworn officers must wear cameras. So he was trying to kind of fix the issue. And you know, you can go, you can fix the problem, but you still have to deal with the officers who who were so reckless. Like I understand saying, okay, clearly this no-knock warrant is not okay. And clearly we need to make sure all officers have cameras on. Yeah, that's fine. And that does need to be fixed. But you still need to address this issue. The officers in their cover-up and the officers in, you know, all the lies that was to- that were told, you know, in the midst of this whole investigation and the death of Brianna. Like, there were so many lies told. It seemed like everybody was sneaking around and, you know, trying to cover up. Um, Rand Paul, Kentucky Senator, he introduced the Justice for Brianna Taylor Act. So officers must provide notice of his or her authority and purpose. So they have to tell you who they are and why they're there. No more just showing up and saying, hey, I'm here. I got a gun. Everybody get down. Uh, you have to let people know who you are and why you're there. Officers, if you're if you're going to be um, executing a warrant, you have to have your body camera on at least five minutes before the warrant, before you arrive before you arrive and five minutes after you know you've cleaned up the scene you've you've executed the warrant you're leaving you have to have it on five minutes before five minutes after the story was brought to light by actually the governor governor andy Bashir, because he said the public absolutely needed to know what had happened to brianna and i 100 percent agree i mean what a what a horrible story and what a horrible cover-up i mean it, it was kind of like these officers felt like they could do whatever, whenever, and that's exactly what they did. You bust in a house where a person doesn't, and, I, and I, where the person that you're looking for doesn't even live there, and she comes out, she leaves out dead. Like, how does that happen? How does that happen? It was like they wanted to get this guy no matter what, and they were like trigger happy. Now, the last time I checked, Two of the officers were on administrative leave and one was fired, but absolutely no arrest. 
So I wonder if the two officers that are on administrative leave are still being paid. So are the taxpayers in Louisville still paying these officers who killed and terrorized citizens of Louisville? That's not what they're, that's not in their job description. It's to protect, protect. So when you, when you, when you break that contract, we shouldn't still have to pay you. Absolutely not. Uh, So June 19th, three months later, the chief of police notified one of the officers that he was about to be terminated for wantonly and blindly firing into the apartment without determining an immediate threat. So clearly um, there was recklessness involved. There was um, disregard for human life involved. There were so many errors that had been made here. Um, And this was Officer Hankinson. Hankinson also, he has uh, other disciplinary actions. And he also has a pending sexual assault allegation out there. He still got that case still pending. They want to make sure you know that it's separate. But it speaks, in my opinion, to who he is. First, how does a police officer has a pen, have a pending sexual assault allegation? It seems like that needs to be dealt with immediately. And that's one, one of the things you haven't heard about when, you, when you're hearing this story. And they're talking about the police. And you don't hear that this officer has a pending sexual assault case. And I think that's very, very, very important to, to know. We want to know what's going on. Why? Um, so, I always try to find the lesson in in this in each episode, in each each story that I tell. I always try to find the lesson. Um, I just don't know the lesson. You know, I don't know. I, you know, I can't even say be careful who you deal with because, of course, you know, her boyfriend was, they had the warrant on her boyfriend. But because still, even if you're a drug dealer, that doesn't mean that the police have the right to come in and shoot and kill you. Even if you associated with a drug dealer, it doesn't mean the police have the right to come in and kill, shoot and kill you. Um, so I'm not, I'm, I, I'm stumped and I'm not sure, I'm not sure about the lesson that, the lesson to be learned. I mean, I guess the lesson to be learned is that black lives matter. Like her lives, her life matters. And we want to see the people who recklessly, who had no disregard and who didn't feel like her life mattered, pay the price. They should. And so when I first started to research this story, I thought, you know, man, this, they had, they started on the up and up, even though I hate the idea that they were able to get a no knock warrant on her apartment it was legal it was signed by a judge and it was legal but then after you look at the way they handled everything it was it was clear that they had lied that they were ready to try to cover up their mistakes and and the horrible things they had done an entirely blank incident report that's crazy that should have that should have rang enough bells and set off enough alarm alarms where you know, somebody had to answer for something or else go to jail. Um, I want to have a lesson. I want to have an actual lesson uh, at the end of each episode and, and what we should learn and what we should do. And I just don't know. I just don't know. 
what lesson is there for her to her have to Brianna to have learned what lesson there is no I mean there's no lesson she didn't do anything wrong she was completely innocent what lesson was it for her so when I hear people say you know when I hear people say uh, when, 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 when I hear them marching and they're yelling Brianna Taylor and I hear people say, well, what about all lives? Well, <sighs> that's fine that you care about all lives. But if you truly do, then if black lives are included, why are you not just as upset that an innocent woman was gunned down and it, it was covered up by the police? Why aren't you just as upset? Shouldn't you be upset about that? You should be just as upset just as upset um I don't know I said before I'm I'm tired of hearing about it it makes me extremely sad extremely angry it makes me scared um I, I don't know I I have no answers for it I have no lessons for it um maybe you do if you do I'm gonna post this make sure you join the Facebook group page one piss mom and we can discuss it and Maybe we can help each other through it because, you know, I'm just scared and I'm angry and I'm really, I am, I'm angry. Um, I thank you so much for listening. Sorry about the delay on this one and I'll see you next time for episode four. Thank you for listening to One Piece Mom.